Hello, and welcome to Spirit Life Applied, episode 52, What to Do When You Want God to Hear You. Today we're going to talk about some concepts from the Word of God to help us to know that we are praying prayers that God can hear. We need to understand that sometimes we may go through trials in life where it seems like there's there's no response coming from God. And sometimes it's because we are not in alignment with His Word. Sometimes we're just going through a trial where He's wanting us to wait. And our faith is being tested. But I want to share with you some concepts today, some points that will help us to come into alignment with His Word. Number one is to come with faith, believing in who He is and that He can do what we ask. In Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So there's a twofold instruction here. Without faith, in God, or that He exists, we can't please Him. And so we must believe that God exists, first of all, and that He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. If you're diligently seeking Him, you can trust that He will reward you accordingly. He's promised it over and over again in His Word that when we seek Him, we'll find Him. And it's not our ability but it's our response to his ability that counts. Corey Tin Boone made that statement. It's not my ability, but my response to his ability. So think about that. He is the mighty God, the creator. You can trust him and know that he is. The creation itself tells you that there is a divine designer who has has given us an environment that is amazing and miraculous and there's too much evidence for intelligent design to think otherwise and we are without an excuse we must believe that he is and then number two we need to be reminded that he is a rewarder that he loves us all unconditionally without being favorited without showing favoritism to one over the other, but loves us all, for he loved the whole world, and he died for the whole world, and you and I are on the same plane. And we can know that God wants to reward those who will seek him. So there's no respecter of persons in his word it teaches. And so we can understand that. He is a rewarder. If he would do this for so-and-so, then he would do this for me. As long as it is according to his will. Okay, let's go on to number two. It says, come with praise and thanksgiving. In Philippians 4, 4 through 7, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Wow. These are some pretty awesome verses here. I just couldn't leave all, I couldn't separate them, even though I want to hone in on um, that verse 6. 
It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, he gives us a combination here. He's saying, first of all, throw away the fear and the anxiety. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated, said Susan Norton. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Think about that a minute. Don't allow fear to and anxiety to control your thinking. When you go to God, throw that away and displace it with your faith and begin to trust God. Begin to thank Him for what you're asking. Okay, it says, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication is praying, talking to God, and asking Him. And it's, it can mean, you know, with, with a, a groaning or with a, a begging aspect to it. But it, it doesn't matter. How, however your, your mindset is, if you're asking God for something, he, he puts something in here with thanksgiving. He's giving us the key to how we should pray. It will turn our mourning into laughter when we begin to couple supplication with thanksgiving. We can go from being down and discouraged and burdened down to being full of faith and courage and lightness of heart whenever we couple thanksgiving with that supplication. When we begin to pour our heart out to God and we tell Him how Things are, and we just let him hear all of our burdens and all of our cares and all of our worries. And then we begin to thank him for hearing and answering those prayers. We are coupling supplication with thanksgiving, and we're letting our requests be made known unto God. And in exchange, how we know that he hears us is the peace of God will flood our heart. It's a sign of breaking through. It's a sign of praying through when the peace of God begins to flood your heart and it actually mounts a garrison or a guard over your mind and protects you from the onslaught of the enemy who would like those worries and those fears to bring you down. What an incredible promise this is. It will mount a garrison over you and it will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. There's there's so much that I could go on and talk about here, but come with praise and thanksgiving when you make your request known to God. This is what we often call praying through. Praying through until you know, just like the woman who had the issue of blood, she said, if I could just touch Jesus' garment, I know I'll be healed. Well, when you go to God, you need to have the attitude, if I can just touch heaven uh, concerning this matter, I know that everything's going to be all right. And that's praying through. When the peace of God is poured back, He has heard you. Child of God, He's heard you when you feel that peace come in your heart. Number three is get sin and the self-will out of the way. Psalm 66, 16 through 20 says, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was exalted with my tongue. 
If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Exclamation point. Wow. The psalmist has put it into beautiful words here. But I love and I cherish what he says when he says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. We, have a ser- we serve a holy God. His ways are pure and his, he's mighty and he's strong and he's so perfect in all of his ways. And to approach him, we must be covered by the blood of Jesus. And in order to be covered by the blood of Jesus, we need to have a repentant heart. And if there's any sin in us, he wants to cleanse it. And we always need to be open and ready for him to reveal things to us that might be there. Regarding iniquity in our heart has a lot to do with the way that we feel in our emotions. If we're harboring some kind of bitterness or hurt or anger or jealousy or covetousness, some kind of offense is there. God wants to cleanse that away. And if we regard it, it means to we look on it, we focus on it, we put our attention on that thing, and we allow it to get a grip on our will. And it becomes a part of us when we regard iniquity. And God wants to free us so he can hear our prayers. Remember, that's the focus. We want God to hear our prayers. Do you want God to hear your prayers? Do you want to see mountains moved and chains broken off of people's lives? Do you want to see the miracles come back? Well, we need to not regard any kind of iniquity in our heart and ask him to continually flow over us giving us that cleansing that only he can give. Jesus has become the sacrifice and he is ever living to make intercession for us and we are divine uh, we are made partakers of the divine nature through him and we can live a holy life without sin if we will stay under the blood. God will hear our prayers. Number four is pray according to his will. I can't say enough about this, but James 4 and 3 says, You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. King James says, You may, uh, because of your lust. So we have a, a problem sometimes not receiving something from God because we're not asking according to his will, but our will. 1 John 5, 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. So you can have confidence when you pray according to the will of God. How do you do that? You know, How do you know if it's, the God, if it's God's will for something to happen? You know, how do you know? Well, first of all, there are things that we do know by the Scripture. There are many things that that God outlines for us that are His ways and His desires for us, His ways that we should act, think, uh, conduct ourselves in life. There's so many things that we can know that are His will and things that He wants us to, to stay away from and so on. So, First of all, find out, is there anything in the Word of God about what I'm asking? 
is does God have a, something in his written word? And if it's not in the written word, it's it's not revealed to us yet, then we need to pray for God to reveal it and pray for his will to be done. I love this quote. God gives the best to those who leave the choice to him. When we surrender, whatever it is we're praying for, we surrender that need into his hand and say, Lord, you know what's best. I pray your will to be done. Maybe you lean in a certain direction you want the answer to be. You want him to use a certain uh, source for, for the need to be supplied. Well, when you surrender that into God's hands, you will get his best. God gives the best to those who leave the choice to him. Whatever you're praying for today, ultimately we have to surrender that into his control and allow him to decide what is the best and when we do we get the best because his will is always going to be what is best for us he's a perfect God there's no selfishness or um, unholy way in him and everything he wants for us is good and perfect and lovely We can trust him with the outcome. So he'll give the best to those who leave the choice to him. And the last point is to be consistent. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door or and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Don't give up, Christian. Don't let the enemy deter you from getting what you're asking for, especially when you already know that it is the will of God. You can count on it, and you need to pray the scriptures over that situation. If there's something that you know, let's just say you're praying for a certain person to be saved. Well, God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Quote that scripture over that person and begin to claim the word of God over that soul that needs to be saved. And you will find yourself receiving the victory and the barriers and the and his Holy Spirit is begins to deal with that person and it may get worse before it gets better, but in the end, your faith in God and your belief of what he is doing will come into line with his word, and he will bring it to pass. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, far above what that we can think, ask, or imagine, but it is according to the power that works within us. And you can see mountains move. You can hear from God and know that he is hearing your prayers. So let me just recap for a minute. Come with faith believing in who he is, and that he can do what we ask him to do. And come with praise and thanksgiving, believing that he's going to do and thanking him that he's already doing what we've asked him for. And get the sin and the self-will out of the way. Pray according to his will. And then be consistent. Don't give up on the brink of your miracle. God bless you.